Yeah. Just fuck advertising. <laughs> That's the hot, hot open, cold the open. The hot open, yeah. Cold it's, open. it's a pretty cold, hot open. I, you I'll, just tell, you, right I'll tell you what I've been doing. On the, cold, on the YouTube open. on the YouTube surveys before most videos, you know? That's a thing? I didn't know that was a... Yeah, well, because you, you pay for, like, the YouTube yeah, bed or whatever it is. Exactly. Yeah, I'm premium. So, I never see an ad on YouTube. Yeah, so I'm, like, I'm still a fucking pleb when it comes to that. So I get all <laughs> these, like, YouTube surveys, and they're like, which one of these products have you heard of? And they give you, like, four, and it'll be, like, brands of cars or, like, what TV show have you watched or would you plan on watching? And then there's there's always four options, and then there's always none of the above. And just everyone, I'm just like, fuck you, fuck your survey, none of the above. None of this, none of that. Yeah, none of that. I ain't doing <laughs> shit, man. You guys, on that note, if you didn't already realize... Yeah! Yeah! Uh. That's right. Welcome. It's Greasy Conversation. Today is actually our 100th episode. Yeah! Episode 100. I didn't even realize till we were heading over here because... Uh, it's not an anniversary we usually celebrate. We're going to make a lot bigger celebration for episode 128 because we only celebrate hexadecimal anniversaries here. <laughs> so 256 will be a big deal. We're going to have a 1024. That's going to be a big episode. Oh, yeah. That's, that's the real milestone right there. Not only that, but before I forget, next week we're Saturday at 9. Saturday 9 Live. Saturday 9 Live. It's not Fridays yeah. at 5 anymore. It's Saturday 9 Live. Officially changing times. Officially. But now it's time for the submarine of knowledge. Submarine of knowledge. Submarine of knowledge. <laughs> and it's true. We've got a really special episode 100 here today. And everything is changing next week. New logo. Teaser. Oh, spoiler alert. Um, some of you actually helped vote on the new logo. Thank you to you voters. And then also new time slot. And you heard about that. New time slot. What else? No, just those two things. Yep. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Same old rest of that. All right. So I got to start off with this one because it's just too good. Yeah. And this, this, he this, this headline is primo. Whoever came up with this headline is brilliant. Catering cart causes chaos at Chicago airport, <laughs> but American Airlines employee saves the day. This is the craziest i loved all that alliteration on that too. yeah yeah it's great but it's just it's just the story of uh someone i guess someone was like driving around with those catering carts to an airplane to like load it up with the shitty meals you get on you the flight. you can flights. tell it's like an old golf cart yeah yeah it looks just like an old golf cart golf cart with this uh just all this extra compartments to hold those food trays in there and uh somehow the accelerator got stuck and apparently the person driving it bailed this action is so crazy. And then it got like, and it, but it got locked so that it was going in a circle. But it was just. Uh, it's doing donuts backwards. The front wheels are barely hanging in there. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. doors hanging off this thing that I, what I don't get is that guy to the right with the plane. There's this rack thing on the top of that. And it almost slices his belly open like a velociraptor like twice. Oh, man. And he still like stands all close, all unfazed, even walks away all chill like all it's handled. And what handles it is one of those tugs, one of those airplane pusherinos. Oh, that yeah, I refer yeah. to them? Something like that. I don't know if it was actually an airplane pusher. Got in the way. Someone, the thing was like feet away from smacking into an airplane, a big airplane, yeah. like a not cheap airplane. 
and someone drives their doodle in the way of it that's a way tougher. You know, those stuff that pushes the planes around, they look all armored and such. One of those got rolled in the way, and this golf cart uh, wussy thing just keeled over. Yeah, but they talk about, like, uh, there were people in a... At a at one of the gates, like a bunch of workers just like watching it. Everyone's just like watching it, kind of yeah. enthralled. And then after they finally stop it, everyone like celebrates and has a huge, uh, you know, breaks out in applause and everything. So just kind of a funny scene. And I can understand people gathering around and watching it, but why are they so close? I'd start a new policy to remind workers not to stand near rogue vehicles. Yeah. <laughs> There's no one piloting that, and you still want to stand that close? What do you think you're going to jump in? That guy didn't look poised to jump in. No, you're not going to be a hero, dude. He looked like he didn't understand danger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just didn't even get that this, this thing was like, This is like one of the... I know, like, in everyone's head, and that goes for me, too. In, in our heads, we're all heroes, and we can all save the day. But that's just not how the world works. And that's not how rogue vehicles work. No, this thing <laughs> looks hella not soft. Right? Like, we're not, we're not uh, Jason Statham... <laughs> And one of those movies where he can just like jump into a car moving at 50 miles an hour and drop kick someone and then drive the car off a ramp and land it. You know, it's not never going to happen. Or like Kirby's Dreamland where you're just going to vacuum it into your mouth and spit out a star. And turn into a golf cart. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a golf cart now. <laughs> I have golf cart powers. <laughs> Dude, Kirby's Dreamland though. Yeah. Legit. That's my uh, disillusion of reality. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do we got next? Uh, I did... Alright. This thing, man. This fucking harpy eagle. Isn't that nuts? Yeah, so this isn't... It's just something that, you know, sometimes animals come across that you don't really know about or maybe you've heard about and you never really realize how gnarly they are. <laughs> Alright, so there's this thing called a harpy eagle. And it looks kind of crazy. What did you say it looked like? Well, it was like a flying bear, so like a bear eagle. Yeah, it looks like a flying bear, especially when it, sh when it gets bear more bear-like. Wait for it. One of these looked like the head of a bear on yeah, a bird. Yeah, like some some angles it does. The head looks like a bear, but they have this like crazy plumage on their heads, all these crazy feathers. Just want to go over some of these numbers with the good folks at home, all right? So Yeah, this is where this eagle situation gets right. crazy. So, they can be anywhere from 35 to 41 inches tall. So what is that like 3 3 and change to almost 4 feet? Yeah, something four like that. 4 foot eagle. Yo, right? Can weigh up to 20 pounds. Well, that's the female can weigh up to 20 pounds. The males can weigh up to 12 pounds. Like your maximum carry-on luggage could be this bird. Yeah. And the wingspan, though, 5.9 to 7.4 feet. Yeah. Like, that's gnarly. <laughs> like and, a car of wingspan. Yeah. Like, taller than uh, most people on yeah. average. So, and then five-inch like talons. Whole, a whole roadway. Five-inch talons. Dude, this thing is going <laughs> to wreck your fucking dreams, man. Like, you're... Each toe has, like, one of those knives you're not allowed to take to school. Yeah, right? Like, shit. This motherfucker ain't boarding no planes. That's for damn sure. Wait, I just dated myself in that, like, I talked about when you could bring a knife to school under a certain length, and it was, like, 
just thought of like a tool or something. Yeah, you got like a people, pocket knife. Yeah, the, yeah, people that was, shanking people with like a one way, inch knife. That was probably before like Columbine. I imagine like Col- after Columbine they shut every they shut trench coats down. So yeah, of course they shut pocket knives down. Yeah, we were sophomores. Yeah, when Columbine happened. I remember that. That was a trip. And then they were trying to ban uh, trench coats. So then some kids in our school were like, fuck that. Like, they just wore trench coats all anyway because they're the, those kind of people, you know? Yeah, there's people already actively trench coating it that were chill people. Yeah, and so they were like, fuck that. You can't tell us we can't wear trench coats. And they're like, trench coat mafia. Yeah. <laughs> Did, so your school had a trench coat mafia too. Yeah. It's just they made it cool. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't turn this into a banning stuff situation. Or you're going to make it, like, accidentally coolify it worse. Right. (laughs) I don't know if I showed the spinning cart mayhem full screen. So that's happening while we talk a little bit. A little bit of bonus cart. Oh, and there's the tug. Slammed. (laughs) It's not a tug. I'm sorry, but I don't know what it is. So it's fun to say tug. It's a land tug. The tug of the land. Anyhow, you can carry on with your real plans. All right. Oh, by the way. There we go. That's okay. a perfect one. All right. So this is pretty cool because they've been doing some, uh, well, scientists have been doing some experiments with controlling robotic limbs with electrodes attached to a person's mind or attached to their head. Yeah. By I've reading brainwaves, right? That's so great. Yeah. And they've been doing that for a while. There's some really cool ones, like some of the very early ones. They did it with monkeys and they had a robotic arm and they had the monkey like in a chair and... That was secured, so he couldn't just, like, jump all over the place, obviously. And there was, like, a bowl of food in reach of the robotic arm. And so the monkey had to learn to control the robotic arm with its mind to pick up food and bring it to its mouth. Yeah. And the monkey learned how to do that shit. Just on its own. It figured it out. Super historic. That wasn't even very long ago. Yeah, it was, like, a couple years ago. Um, but they've been making, you know, there's a lot of, uh, like, with prosthetics and stuff, a lot of technolo- technologic advancements. So this one is pretty incredible because this dude i think he's the first one uh he's paralyzed and was able to control an exoskeleton suit to walk across the room oh dang i gotta pull this up what am yeah, i doing just listening and fantasing suit yeah so for anyone who's just listening and, and can't see us it's a. Uh, how do I search for this one? I forgot how to spell paralyzed. Here, I'm back. I'm back in the game. Get ready. <laughs> Is that what it says? What's this article say? On? Hey, you guys, listen it's from, at home. Yeah, it's che- from BBC. Check this out. You can go to greasyconversation.com or uh, click on a link nearby where you're watching this. And if you find this episode, it's going to be the first post. We link our show notes. So this is the first time checking this out. Uh, it's really fun to see our links and pop into these places yourself and uh there's always easter eggs that we leave in there and stuff that we didn't cover so you can dive with us and it's awesome man this is a friendly looking fella i like this guy yeah so for anyone just listening um you know it's an exoskeleton suit it looks kind of futuristic but it's got a huge backpack to you know power the suit and then segments that go on the outside of your legs on each side, you know, your upper and lower legs, and then same for the arms. Yeah, his arm looks kind of like a satellite, like a part of something that would NASA around. Yeah, totally. And or then, like that Bjork video, All is Full of Love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Media recommendation. <laughs> and uh, 
And so, and then there's a, a little headset, and then he has these groups of electrodes that are on different parts of his brain. I think there's four total um, that are attached to his head. The headset's pretty low key. It looks kind of like yeah. just a thin black, like if Sony made a sweatband. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and that's it. And then he just had to learn to control this thing. Dang, these chips that go against the top of the brain, though. That's crazy. That's uh, got to be the most throwaway part of the brain, too, like the outer crust. You probably need that the least. Yeah, right. Yeah. Are these actually, like, implanted in? Oh, yeah, it is. This yeah, looks yeah, like, yeah. yeah, there's just, that's such oh, okay. a distance between those electrodes. Your brain really has to do some routing to get that going. But that's the cool thing is that, that it can do that brains are really good at doing that. Like, just uh, changing itself up to do what it needs to do to figure shit out. Like, if it's like, oh, this is how I walk now? Okay. Yeah, like those things that a blind person can put on their tongue now. Yeah. And that has, like, like, a camera attached to it. Yeah, and it, yeah. like, pixels onto their tongue, and they start to get used to seeing the image that way. Yeah, then they start seeing through the through the part of their brain that, like, processes taste instead. Like, it, it reroutes itself to, like, the visual cortex or something. It's really bizarre. Yeah. But your brain can just do that with, like, almost any part of the brain if they're, if it's... Like, certain kind of damage will prevent that, or, like, enough damage, but, I mean, our brains are pretty resilient, actually. That's so magical to me. So, but imagine, like, in the future, like, I mean, we already have, like, drone warfare. We're not even going to have, like, people warfare. We're just going to have, like, robots that people pilot, like, from a place, from, like, a warehouse or something. Like, soldiers just pilot, they put on these helmets, and they're, like, walking around little army robots. And then, and then it would be like a financial warfare in that case. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's just who's got the most resources and technology. Yeah. Which is funny because I, I think maybe the natural conclusion to that, like to solid state it more, might be to have this take place in a simulation. And then the, in my opinion, that simulation starts to look like financial markets. So hmm. what if trade wars are a step beyond robot wars and we're ahead of the game or what if trade wars are just a total silly lack of communication what do you guys think holla on the, of that yeah and total chat it up if you want yeah comment ineffective like Text. bust a like and subscribe man i never asked you guys to subscribe and uh you should and subscribe to the Radio Vegas Rocks YouTube. That's a thing too. Radio Vegas Rocks, all one word. We simulcast there. And tell a friend more than anything, even if you don't want to admit to the public that you're into this. I feel like we're already blowing your mind. This is a killer mind blow episode 100. So tell a buddy, pull someone aside and say, I've got something to show you. Right. Or pets. Pets fucking love this show, man. A misbehaving pet will succumb to your will. After True. just four or five episodes. All right. This is, you know, we got to have our weekly Florida man news. Oh, yeah. Obviously. So this is, this, this dude just, uh, I guess, got into an argument with his girlfriend and started uh, just like bombing her with sweet and sour sauce packets from McDonald's. <laughs> Because he was angry that she had bought the wrong food from McDonald's. <laughs> you know, you might think, oh, what are these packets going to do? But if you've been to McDonald's, their sweet and sour packets have sharp plastic corners. No kidding. You could make minor paper cuts to someone with that. Yeah, well, and it's like harder plastic, too. You know? They I mean, it's not going to, like, crumble. It's not just yeah. going to bounce off you. 
He's got sweet eyes. Oh yeah, he but looks that like beard. he didn't mean it. Like he that he looks like the most violent thing he's ever done. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, that beard says otherwise, buddy. <laughs> you think that's the beard of a killer? Uh, not a killer, but someone who definitely decides that it's okay to throw sweet and sour sauce packets at someone because they got the wrong food. Yeah, but it's his. Uh, man, uh, I shouldn't say this, but I, mean, I feel like if it's someone you have a close relation with, like in this case, his girlfriend, it's not, uh, it seems like a, a more uh, appropriate situation to throw food. Yeah, I mean, food like, you know, it's it like. It seems less ins like it's insulting in a way that's more like, per it's not like a stranger is getting just all of a sudden stuff thrown at them. This is, there's a history here. Yeah, totally. Like, okay, if I order a 10 piece chicken nuggets, and she comes home with a McRib, she's getting barbecue sauce on her face. All right. Yeah, that's sauce her up. That's success acceptable. I mean, I should expect right. the same. It's not It's not going to be, like, violent. No. But you deserve a little uh, McRib barbecue sauce on your face for that, right? It's yeah. It's not, not even remotely the same thing. Not close. I mean, well. I mean, if is, she came is. at me with a little sauce in the fingers and a little slap to the face, a little <laughs> saucy slap, I'd feel like I had it coming. I mean, I just, hold on. So I just said they aren't really close to the same thing but how close are the mcrib and mcnuggets oh really dang good point <laughs> good point right like both just processed meat sh like shaped formed yeah into a shape and then uh yeah i mean it could be the same meat we don't know i think we talked Shouldn't about it before but did you know that why, why the mcrib is seasonal it's not like a marketing ploy i asked if they had it like Year-round, it would just, like, wipe out the pig population. Yeah, we don't have the farm infrastructure. <laughs> and That's uh, nutty, man. Also, people would lose interest and gain interest in managing that, uh, like, a, like, a supply chain that could flex with that on yeah. that scale. It's like, oh, man. not until we get vat, vat pigs, you guys. Who was I talking to about vat veal? Maybe it was Jay last episode, uh, but I think vat veal is a killer way to market. See, someone was on Joe Rogan talking about vat meat uh, months ago, and um, this was a professional, and she was actually saying not to call it vat meat. That's going to make people not trust it. And I totally forgot what she said to call it because it was less marketable. And I feel like if we have all these people making the cozy, uh, friendly marketed meat, you're not going to get... And by vat meat, I mean meat grown without a soul. It's just... a uh, proteins and muscle grown like in a lab exactly. it's like 3d printed meat yeah basically yeah basically and so there's no there's no consciousness that perished to make it i feel like that's that's a future that we're gonna have and there's gonna be like cool branded versions that are like oh if we can't make it taste as good or as realistic as this other brand we're gonna make a brand that's just better People just like it more. We'll simulate something exotic like veal. Most of you haven't had veal. We're going to simulate this veal, and if it doesn't taste exactly like veal, it's because it's better. It's vat veal. It's the best veal. Have you had Kobe veal? Have you had massaged, amazing fantasy veal? So you can't ever com complain that the taste of this vat meat isn't as good because it's different and therefore better. Yo, you ever had zero-G quadruple massaged wagyu? <laughs> What's a wagyu? Wagyu beef. It's like some, uh, some like rare Japanese beef. I think they only make. Uh, it's like five hundred cows a year or something, ridiculous. That's really expensive. That harpy eagle. Or maybe I'm thinking of like Kobe. I don't know. Kobe I'm beef. Definitely, I don't know. 
I was thinking that uh, how many different variations of Kobe beef has have most people had? You're not going to be like, oh, this doesn't taste like the real thing. It's because it's better. You've never had more than this simulation. Of and the, the thing, real thing and like level. someone will just think that. And the thing about our brains, like we think we know those things, but we really aren't good at like telling the difference about things. For sure. Like if you it when we do have like good passable vat meat and you did a blind taste test with almost anyone, no one's going to be able to tell the difference. Guarantee yeah. you. Actually, I think that some people will be able to tell and that they'll prefer it. That'll have yeah. traits that are more because I think they're going to focus group it to death oh, yeah. to where it'll be like Frito-Lay products where uh, most people are like, all right, <laughs> I, I can't hate that. Right. Well, you know, it's like those things are so true. And it's just funny once you get into like ex like actual experiments about uh, just like blind taste tests, even like uh, wine sommeliers like can't some can don't get me wrong. Some can. But some also, or you can trick wine sommeliers by putting like cheap wine in an expensive bottle. And it's been done like crazy. Yeah, and some are are really good, and they know their shit, and they just have like an eidetic memory, and can just know like every small vineyard in Italy, and every detail about it. But most of them are just like you can you can fool them. Yeah, and I think that underneath most people just like candy. So like a sugary wine is going to be delicious. Yeah. So yeah. if it's got sugar and fruit flavors to it, like a lot of the cheap ones do, they'll be like Boone's Farm number one. <laughs> <laughs> the well, MD 2020 peaches and cream. <laughs> <laughs> that, that peaches and cream tip though. Hollow you guys if you're on oh, that man. peaches. Dude. But you could, no, you could get, man, just all, I mean, you could have just like pre-peppered, like pre-pepper flavored beef, man. Like a, yeah, black pepper, pepper steak. That'd be delicious. Grow the pepper. Okay, this is. We gotta toss one more in before the Bob Thorntons because I feel like I'm wallowing in my mouth. Uh, I know. Enjoyment. Well, I just yeah, I'm so I'm so all about the. Uh, yeah, I could talk about, about meat for a minute. Yeah, all day. All right, so dude, dude did that. That's some deep news. All right, hold on. Just give me a second here, man. Oh, that's okay. Right. I'm looking at f pictures that related to past topics while you peruse. Oh, all right. Here's a cool one. Here's a cool one. Done with all this right. Eagle. So, scientists have started bioengineering bacteria that pump out psilocybin. What? Yeah, dude. So. So psilocybin, if you're not already aware, folks, that's the psychoactive ingredient in magic mushrooms. Yeah. So they've managed to transfer the DNA sequences responsible for psilocybin production from a mushroom into a microbe host of a strain of E. coli. And uh, it produces... I cannot find articles on our notes yeah. today. Well, because all my like titles are like not related to it. It's just like some tangential thought i had about it that doesn't like include anything about the article in the title so but they're often funny and i recommend checking them out everybody dig into our news notes we have no analytics on it so i don't even know if like thousands of people are looking at them or not i need to analytic that up but it's like a special treat between us and you folks in the community so i didn't feel like i needed to analytic it up too bad because it's our thing together <laughs> so and it seems they're like really increasing the speed at which uh, the production happens. So it started with just a few milligrams per liter 
of the um, bacteria and now it's up to a gram per liter which isn't like a ton but it's a lot more than a milligram and they hope to get it up to what was it 1.16 grams per liter yeah what's funny is that is this better than just harvesting mushrooms i i don't understand the advantage of this I don't, maybe just to make it like, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's easier to synthesize it from these, like, just get pure psilocybin in the lab without having to have, like, space. Oh, okay. It's probably, like, more efficient um, well, as just, far as, like, space-wise and probably yeah. maybe faster. Being able to synthesize it at all is, is valuable. Yeah, and so just, like, having a... To where you, you're, not even, you're not even really, like, synthesizing it. You're just, like, creating it a different way and then collecting it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably more efficient this way than to, like, have to, like, harvest mushrooms, which is probably slower than just like harvesting the bacteria, which will like turn around in 24 hours, 36 hours or whatever. Well, speaking of legal hallucinogens, didn't we just get legalized? um, Shoot. There's a bunch of psychoactive chemicals that were decriminalized in Oakland. Oakland. All right. Catching up California. Yeah. So they have Colorado have all the fun. They've decriminalized DMT. Here we go. Mescaline and Ibogaine. I'm speechless. Yeah, which is really pretty crazy. But, you know. Finally, some safe chemicals to wean people off of alcohol and uh, stimulants and meth and all this other street cheap stuff. um, When there's better things that could also be affordable and lead to like a transitional a mind state that you can permanently grow from. Yeah, that's I've been uh, getting into or like researching ibogaine more. And for anyone who's not familiar, it's uh, I can't remember the specifics, but it's touted to uh, be able to really just like cut addiction, just like stop yeah. stop the addiction loop in someone's mind. Like it just gets in the middle of that and shuts it down. And even uh, William S. Burroughs, who is a notorious, who was a notorious junkie, um, he said that like he tried, he tried tons of shit during his life, and he said that ibogaine was the only thing that actually stopped that need in his mind, that just like the primal need for heroin, mm-hmm. and that was the only thing. And it was very, it's fast acting, and it's immediate, and a lot of the times like permanent. Yeah, and there's so much that can be done with. Uh, hallucinogens for PTSD. There's been excellent trials on ketamine. And uh, I feel like what ketamine, what person ketamine doesn't work for, uh, they might do great with psilocybin. What people psilocybin might be too uh, jarring for can just ketamine it up. And uh, it's as diversely effective as MAOIs or other things like that like uh already being used for yeah and you're like and you're looking at something that isn't gonna be like an ongoing treatment like you're not mm-hmm. gonna have to be on like whoa that's another big you're thing not gonna have it. to be on like uh abilify for like the next five years you know what i mean if that even works and that shit like man i've seen abilify like change people oh. like to the core where they're just a they're not the person they were before they started taking abilify it's like a, a zombify yeah it, exactly and uh, but I mean, you do like a couple ketamine sessions or you do a couple like guided, you know, mushroom sessions or MDMA sessions and like actually just do therapy with those tools and you can enact like lasting changes in people. And big pharma might be 
uh, uninclined to support something that doesn't lead to continuous use. But I feel like this is so big and effectful that it's going to be marketable regardless. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, I don't know. I think people are starting to catch on to like. Yeah, people are going to do it companies. anyway. Yeah. Yeah. They've got to play along or lose uh, well, in everything. Well, and I feel like with just all the stuff coming out about like the opiates and how that a lot of these pharmaceutical companies like knew that they were addictive and they misrepresented the research when they first released like Oxycontin, mm-hmm. which is arguably like the the beginning of our current like opioid epidemic. Um, like they knew about it. So like who yeah. like who cares what they fucking say? Like I wouldn't trust them like. Yeah, of course, like the, the drug dealer that sells heroin's going to be like, oh, no, you got to stay away from that stuff because I don't sell it. Yeah. You know, like, oh, <laughs> hey, that's a good point. And on that note, I believe it's time to pay some Billy Bob Thorntons. Wait, do you have a commercial queued up? If I were to uh, get a hold of your smartphone there and somehow guess your passcode and uh, open things up, of course, the first thing I would do would be to scroll through your photos. You want to see what's going on there. Then I would look through your uh, your history just you know, to get a better idea of who I'm dealing with. And then I would check your calendar to make sure you're planning on joining me live in Las Vegas for the first ever Host with the Most podcast live broadcast. I want to thank Jay and everybody at RadioVegas.rocks uh, for helping me set this up. It's going to be a party, man, and it's happening at the Golden Tiki in Las Vegas. The Golden Tiki is located at 3939 Spring Mountain Road. If you've been there before, you know this is the perfect place. I'm going to have some of my special Vegas performer friends stopping by, prizes you can win, and I just want to—I want you to hop on the microphone with me. Let's get to know each other. Let's make it a party. The Golden Tiki in Las Vegas, Thursday, October 3rd from 2 to 4 p.m., our first ever live broadcast with the Host with the Most podcast. Ah, it is common knowledge that Radio Vegas rocks, right? Of course it rocks. That's why you tune in all the time. Great music, great shows, great personalities. But did you also know that Radio Vegas rocks also turns you on to great books? Like my books, Life in the Bonus Round and The Host with the Most, Tales of a Tattooed Television Personality. I love sharing these stories with you here, these shows with you here on RadioVegas.rocks. And I'd love for you to get to know more about me so that we can, in effect, know more about one another. My books are available on the merchandise page of my website, ToddNewtonOnline.com. They are also available over on Amazon. Heck, they're even available in audiobook form. You can't beat it. I love the process of writing. I love the process of sharing and storytelling. That's what this show is all about. So please order your copy of Life in the Bonus Round or The Host with the Most today. 100% of the proceeds benefit charities. 100%. I don't keep a single penny. You and I, we're doing good things. The thing is, that event might have happened yesterday, but it was still worth playing that commercial to remind you about Todd Newton, the host of the most. He is the host that is killing it the hardest on this station because of his classic history and excellent hosting skills. So I can't say enough good about Todd Newton and the awesome event that we had yesterday that is on Facebook video and also on YouTube at Radio Vegas Rocks, all one word. That's the YouTube channel. Bust a subscribe. That was a really fun episode. We had Vegas magicians on there. We had uh, 
Anthony Cool's talking about hypnotism and all kinds of rad inside baseball kind of Vegas radness. I, I can't give it enough credit for uh, what a great episode it was to feel the spirit of our town and some professional hosting and golden tiki is amazing so it was a killer event i want to thank golden tiki bonus and extra thanks for your patience and on we go hey radio vegas rocks listeners it's your favorite troublemaker sober sal from the not playing stupid podcast i'm headed to summer meltdown this weekend to partay and do you think this is dinner has time to sober up or take a shower to that four-day music festival no ain't gonna happen the cool things I'll need to. I got dude wipes. Dude wipes aren't your typical ass wipes. Dude wipes are made from plant-based fibers and are actually certified as flushable. Not only are dude wipes alcohol fragrance free, they're also lined with aloe and vitamin E to ensure your anus isn't so heinous. So go to dudeproducts.com and use checkout code SHARTWEEK and you receive additional 15% off your entire order. SHARTWEEK! Someone has to take care of your ass. It might as well be you. Come on, dude. Take it to the hole. Wipe your dude. Remember in the beginning, when you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the debt helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-709-4389-800-709-4389-800-709-4389. That's 800-709-4389. Ditch the debt. Ditch that debt. Let's face it. Every once in a while, we all need a little help. A call to the bullpen. Well, ladies and gentlemen, have I got a product for you. Rick Knucklecock here to tell you about an exciting new product called Spunk Lube. Yes, Spunk Lube, the all-water soluble lubricant that'll help you perform in the bedroom. Yes, Spunk Lube. You can use it to loosen pickle jars, play a game of hide the pickle. Hide the pickle. Use it to grease your ball bearings. Do you have a squeaky back door? Squeaky door. Need to glaze a ham? Or how about frost a donut? Frost a donut. Yes, Spunk Lube. And boy, do I have an offer for you. If you call now and mention RadioVegas.rocks and order three jars of Spunk Lube, you get two for free. They often say two's a crowd, but three's a party. Spunk Lube. Visit us at SpunkLube.com. Ah, that's the sound most people make when they leave Pinches Tacos. Why is that? Because Pinches Tacos prides themselves in making every location unique, but give every location the same feel. I'm not talking cookie cutters like those big chain restaurants. They blend into your neighborhood and create a place you want to call your second home. Their doors are always open. Well, at least until 11 o'clock. Their mission is simple. They provide you the best taco experience by using high quality meats and seafood fresh garden vegetables handmade tortillas and high quality 
artisan breads. They could have made it complicated, but they chose not to. Why? Because they found through experience that keeping things simple is a good recipe for success and happiness. It's also a good recipe for a pretty tasty Finches taco. According to Spanish language Stack Exchange, we always use it as an insult enhancer and can turn almost any curse word into a really rude one. Pinche pendejo, pendeja equals f asshole. Now they have six locations, two right here in Las Vegas. Come in, find out why we love them so much. Check them out on Facebook or visit the website, pinchestacos.com, for a location nearest you. Be sure to get your mix of music, listen to us with the RadioVegas.rocks app available at the App Store, and check out our VIP card, interact with us in our chat room, and scheduling of our RadioVegas.rocks shows, plus podcasts. It's all available on RadioVegas.rocks app. Behold, it's Greasy Conversation with Anna Gosteyer. In Tim Meadows. <laughs> no, really, though, next week, Saturday 9 Live. Remember, Saturday 9 Live. 9 Live, Saturday. Different, Sa different from that other really shitty show that no one watches anymore. <sighs> I'm just kidding. No, seriously, Maybe. it's one of my favorite shows. Even when there's, like, an episode that's half skit, skits that I didn't like. But when I do like one, it, there's like, always a I few like gems. it so hard. Yeah, yeah, that it's worth it, it. It makes it up to me. Yeah. And I, I fall in love with the people and the cast. And, I mean, I haven't seen it in years. So yeah, I know. what am I saying? Let's be real. Maybe it sucks now. Yeah. But uh, I'm a fan. And I want you to know the whole thing is that we're changing our time slot. Our time slot is going to be Saturday 9. Live. Saturday 9 at, at live. PM. Yeah. The PM of the 9s. At live. And Saturday. And, of course, live still here on RadioVegas.rocks. Mark your calendars uh, and change the existing marketing marking that's in your calendar about us calendaring, you know. You yeah, know sorry if you have to go get a new calendar because of that. Yeah, it's written all over with all this junk anyway. Uh, yeah. Those are the steamy pipes of black hole discovery that we have to talk with you about now. Man, uh, kudos to Greg and the journalism on this one because we've got bonus black hole time. Also got the main article from Ange Kerfoot, who's always uh, contributing tons of our news. Uh, that's the hidden third member of the show for sure. And, well, let me just get to it. What you're seeing on the screen is just the black hole. It's, it's black hole time. But what if uh, that mysterious Planet Nine that we've spoken about earlier that supposedly is orbiting... Uh, around the edge of our solar system what is it like neptune kind of territory or it has to be past that i think it's past pluto right i think it's not yeah i think it's not far from pluto though but it's something that supposedly is pluto sized yeah uh, well no actually i think it's bigger yet uh but we can't see it so we've been tripping because the way asteroids and stuff fly through our solar system it seems that there's this planet out there that's affecting orbits, but we haven't been able to see light bounce off of it. And it's, it appears to be really big. And we've been having a hard time trying to figure out why there could be something that's gravitationally that 
powerful that far out there, and yet not large enough to at least cover stars, at least see, yeah. not see stars behind it. But if it's like a basketball-sized black hole, that, that could have the sense. mass to be like a, a big planet. Yeah, and it could totally have uh, a massive mass like the size of Pluto. So, could be. But here's my thing, right? So This is the wrong article. The other one had as better soon. Info. As soon as they find something else, like they're like, "Oh, this is just gonna be Planet Nine now," I'm like, "Y'all just gonna disrespect Pluto like that?" Yeah, but truthfully, I know, I know Pluto's Pluto, already the planet. I know nine it's it's not a planet anymore, all right. And now there's some debate, like, "Well, maybe it is a planet, is it?" You know, whatever. It's all it's word games to yeah, me. Yeah, it's That's just what, language, anyway. So, but I'm like, you can't even. You just gotta disrespect Pluto like that. Like, it can't be like the 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 ninth formerly known as planet or something like we can't give it that like prince that Whoa. honorary princeness i like that a lot the planet formerly known as the ninth yeah oh, you know what i mean that deserves a and then like this thing should be the 10th planet that's that's my gripe with the whole thing right they're just gonna do like for my whole childhood most of my adult life like pluto was the ninth planet man you're just gonna go rip that away from everyone yeah. just like replace it <laughs> like a step like a step planet if anything, it should be celebrated that we have another planetoid in the, uh, isn't, there's, I know there's another fellow that's almost Pluto-sized in that territory that should be, like, considered Pluto's buddy in the planetoid yeah, I territory. Think it's, yeah, it's, like, out there. It's near the, the Kuiper Belt, I think, and it goes off, like, a really weird oblong uh, orbit around the uh, sun, so it's really weird. But it is about Pluto's size. I think it's like the same type of thing. It's just a giant icy, rocky body that floats around out there in and out of the Kuiper belt. Nice. Oh, here we go. We've got some graphics going on with this that I... Man, kudos to Business Insider. They keep killing it with these articles that other uh, publications have cheaped out on the details. Yeah, of. I'm really surprised by Business. They have a lot of good science articles, actually. Yeah, they've been killing it on that. And... uh Lots of detail on this one because I'm not throwing out too many numbers. This is a great thing to, to dive into because there's some crazy details in this and we've got a lot to touch on. But I really recommend checking out the article we have li linked up in the notes uh, for this crazy because it just it seems like it answers a lot of questions. This has been driving me nuts that there's something there that's affecting gravity of things that we're not detecting otherwise. And as it says in this, it would be bowling ball size and that would explain everything right yeah or what if it's something else so glad that you said that because like what if it's something we don't know nothing about that would be even more rad but i, I doubt that's the case well i <laughs> anyway talk quick did you oh i see what happened haha -ha. <laughs> sorry about that I, I just died for a second sorry i had to Yep. I don't know why I'm apologizing for you unplugging your microphone. Yeah, that's just how I roll. I'm that like, was a killer gonna, segue, though. I'm going to do the show without a mic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, real talk, though. You were talking about how this black hole and also what if all black holes aren't what we think a black hole is at all. What if there's something different entirely? <laughs> Yeah, and like I didn't dive into this article. I don't I know. Did. I you did. You didn't. I did. Okay, lay it on me, man. So check this out. This is 
another mystery that we've been unraveling for this whole hundred episodes. The whole history of this show, we've been scratching our chins and talking about where the heck the dark energy is coming from and what dark matter is and why, in the case of dark energy, there's like 25% of the energy that's supposedly pushing the universe apart Mm -hmm. is uh, unaccounted for. We don't know where this energy is or what it's made of or what particle affects it or what. Yeah, like we just know it's... It, it has to be there to make sense as far as we understand things, mm-hmm. but we can't detect it. So this whole th- article that I thought was going to be, uh, what's this claptrap, uh, black holes as we know them may not exist. Yeah, yeah. What, 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 what's there then? What's the thing? But the article right away is not saying that there's not something there. They may be something else. And this black hole alternative, uh, as in something that still fits with the math, but doesn't have a singularity per se Mm. could be the source of this dark energy and the numbers line up is the most exciting thing. According to this person, if, if we do the math right and don't uh, try to justify things in it, not only do we see that dark energy, but we see this object that should have that accounted for in it. Hmm. That's interesting. And I mean, I guess most of like when you're dealing with stuff like that and you can only really describe it in like metaphors that kind of half make sense, like quantum mechanics, how everyone's like, you know, the the information we get about quantum mechanics because we're not like physicists is all like metaphorical, Mm -hmm. you know, but if you look at it, I mean, mathematically. You just have to trust the math and it takes, you know, none, none of us are like qualified to fucking go over that people spend their entire lives dealing with that shit man and yeah. like solving equations and it just it doesn't seem it, you just have to trust it because that's i mean that's how math works i guess it's killing me that i can't remember his name but joe rogan recently had a guest talking about uh quantum mechanics and how we can wrap our heads around it and people can understand it if they take the time and that it's behind the nature of reality and what it is. And uh, I think it's got a book I want to check out. That's a good way to look into that. Yeah. I think I know which guy you're talking about. Um, but yeah, anyway, but like the, even like chasing the math, like that's what led us to the theories of string theory, even though that's like not testable yet, if ever. Uh, but like mathematically it makes sense. You know what I mean? These guys who just do that for their entire lives are like, Oh, Sean Carroll. Sean Carroll, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that S-E-A-N, Sean. So, shout out, media recommendation. We're thick with them right now, folks. Got yeah, thick dog. recommendations. But I highly recommend also, like, just breezing through this what are these black holes article situation because uh, it's, like, the most mind-blowing thing that happened to me, not only all week, but on the level of the... Uh, light photographed as a particle and a wave at the same time. Yeah. That was a historical episode too, I have to say. Well, and it really, I, I like news like this because it, you know, a lot of us, or I don't know about, I don't, I don't want to say something like that, but I think humans in general, just because of where we are, are at with science and maybe feel like our species has a handle on things as far as understanding the universe, but that could really not be the case. Like, we think we understand a lot about it, and we might, 
but there there could be layers of shit out there that we haven't even like scraped the surface of and like we don't know shit you know what i'm saying like for we could for sure we could not know jack and so that it's it's good that we have things like this happen that that remind us like oh even even like scientists who are trained to like try to be objective and uh experiment objectively like we all have biases that creep into everything we do and it's subconscious and we can't like stop that you know what i mean a perfect example of that is uh people talking about the electron as a point or a coordinate uh, when that's only the way we perceive it because of the way we perceive time mm -hmm. when truly it is in all of these places on the wave function or this kind of shell that looks bent up around the nucleus it is in all those places at once and it functions that way yeah and uh, you can't think about an atom as being full of empty space because it's just the lens we look at it through yeah and it's really like a, a probability yep a probability of where it's going to be and then when something observes it that probability like calculates and then where you observe it at is where the highest point of probability was but that's not that's just like that or point you're most likely to observe it at the yeah, highest yeah, point yeah. of probability yeah that's that's a better way to say it <laughs> and uh, so uh, some people think about this as that it, it collapsing but it also uh, fits into the many worlds theory where and whenever there's a decision made like that, there is two separate states temporarily, temporarily on top of each other. Or there's like a, a million different states where like there's mm -hmm. there's like a million different versions of the same scientists, like each observing the electron at a different probability point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And you split it off the moment that's determined. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's a. Uh, so like that, Which you I'm, don't want to believe that you want to believe that there's all those copies of you, but they're not copies per se. Yeah. They're all you at the same time. And it's just, a, yeah, it's, yeah. it's kind of weird to think about like, but it's like that episode of a uh, Futurama yeah. where they had like the alternate reality box where like the only difference was that the out head there, the outcome <clears throat> of uh, coin flips was the opposite in that reality. So all these different things that everyone based <laughs> or used coin flips for decisions, like changed everything you know such a good premise there is a good um rick and morty too that uh had that split up eat time oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. the time testicle <laughs> time testicle man yeah anyway black holes aren't real nothing's real uh whatever this thing black holes are instead though uh i hope we can still call it black holes anyway just like new school black holes yeah i don't see why we shouldn't like, why it not, might man? not be a hole. It might not be perceivably black, but All right, well, yeah. What if it's not even? I mean, it's, it, the whole name's a misnomer anyway. So <laughs> it's like, cultural. Who, yeah. Yeah, let's celebrate our culture. Right. All right. Hey, this anyhow. is. All those steamy pipes again. <laughs> wait, I had one that. Oh, here we go. Wait, wait. Roll into it with this juicy number. All right. Wait, no, I did that one. Oh, it's a different steamy pipe. And this one kind of chugs at the end. That really ruined the suspense of it, like dictating it like that. All right. This is the 100th episode. I want the juiciest doodles. Come on. Give it to me here. Yeah. Behold. We got them juicy doodles. All right. <laughs> so this is a, a story about hundreds of nuns. And that's why I picked this. Like before, <laughs> I, before I read this, right, I was like, Hundreds of nuns trained in Kung Fu are biking the Himalayas to oppose human trafficking. I'm like, holy shit, dude. Like Catholic nuns, like learned Kung Fu and are just like traveling around the Himalayas, like kicking 
uh, human traffickers' asses. I was like, this is a Tarantino flick, yo. And I hope he makes this movie, Tarantino. Make this fucking movie. But no, it turns out... Do it. These are uh, nuns from a Buddhist sect known as the Drupka, Drukpa Order. This is so badass. Yeah, and they just like travel around. Uh, they, they recently made a trek 4,000 kilometers, which is 2,485 miles from Kathmandu to the city of Leh in India. And they just go around like spreading awareness about human trafficking and, and warning people and I hope kicking ass. Oh, a lot of them? Are they bald women too? Yeah, they're all like uh, Buddhist nuns. Bald women are hot because they remind me of robots. <laughs> I I concur, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And you can put on whatever hair you want later too. It's versatile. Plus, like, when you got the shaved head, man, that just feels great. Uh, yeah. Giving or receiving on the shaved head, man. Yeah, I'm when just... a woman has a beautiful face and I can just, like, lick her bald head. It's like nothing like that. I want to do a bald like era when I when this action when the forehead gets bigger to a certain point and just like rub it on everything, rub it on <laughs> furniture and just like celebrate. <sighs> I feel like a ballpoint pen. I'm with you, man. I'm thinking about shaving my head again. I don't know if I'm gonna go there yet though. But Yeah, we might be we'll shavy see. buddies one day. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure. So yeah, they're just uh you know, badass so Buddhist cool. nuns, man. And uh yeah, it's fucking awesome. It's a good it's a good message. Like it's it's really crazy how like just widespread like human trafficking is. Yeah, and I can't not, believe how under the rug it used to be. Really I mean it is starting to get covered more, but like it feels like it should be, like, one of the biggest yeah. stories we're talking about every fucking day. Just what I was going to say. It, like, it's that big, and it's that pervasive across the globe. It's, like, the most heinous thing going on that we're going to look back at this time in, in history and wonder why the hell any resources were spent dealing with the drug portions of these cartels and criminal organizations when this is going on. Yeah. This should be the number one focus exclusively. And we're trafficking anything. This should be like, let all the drugs be trafficked if we can put a stop to some of this. Right. And if like drugs were just decriminalized. Yeah. It'd pull that whole resource away from them. Yeah. And like we treated addiction like a, uh, a medical issue or a psychiatric issue. Yeah. Like it is. Uh, then, you know, but, you know, private prisons got to make profit. So here we are. Well, that's why it's perfect timing to just put the homeless people in jail. <laughs> now uh, oh I, yeah yeah but the thing is uh, if we're gonna talk about this for a second i really want to talk about another side to this and it might be wrong what i'm about to say might be not how it's gonna go and tragically incorrect but i want to be hopeful that this idea of uh, putting homeless people in jail as awful as that sounds if it gets some people on the system that aren't being seen by social workers and uh People I know have had run-ins with getting in the system and then that led to them in front of counselors and professionals that could talk therapy them up and get them uh, turned around basically in some, some thought fallacies confused that get people hung up on being able to live life. 
It was just getting the right understanding to some things can make some breakthroughs that are permanent. And this takes professionals. Yeah, for and sure. And they're not getting in front of the people that need them most. And then these people are just ending up uh, racking up ER fees and uh, disintegrating. And it's ridiculous. This is human lives that are that are getting neglected. But I also feel like there's a lot of big money that does not want to help the homeless that would support jailing the homeless. And if we get the right social workers involved with that, then it could be a roundabout badly marketed way or maybe perfectly marketed to the people that are in power in the city to actually treat these people. But we talk these powerful people into spending money on it. Uh, by framing it in this awful way that we wouldn't like, but maybe they like it. They throw the money out at it. These people really get in uh, psychiatric systems and out of the jail system. It could be that way, but it's going to take some behind the scenes social workers doing the right thing under the wrong labels. And they might get a lot of opposition because these labels are awful. But, and that's not to say uh, don't protest this. If you have details that I don't have, and obviously this is not the best way to do this and the most honest way to do it. But if we can sneak money into something that's going to be a net good. Yeah. And I feel like that, that is in, in, I mean, I'm kind of pessimistic about the system and that is very optimistic. And that wasn't my original way of looking at it, no, but it's possible. Nor anyone's way. Yeah. It, it's a possibility. Sounds awful. Yeah. But like it, uh, I mean, it's just, cra if that's what it takes, I mean, I guess that's what it's, but like, the thing people don't realize and don't want to like admit or think, but there's, I can't remember what the number is. I'll have to look up. It's got to be more than 50% of families, people in America are like one or two paychecks away from being in a similar position to where like yeah. financial ruin. And it's a trap to get out of it is extremely difficult. And then it affects your mind. People that would otherwise be very sane, uh, which is all of us. We're all very close to hallucinating. We're all very close to to ending up in a cult that we would think is ridiculous at this point, but you get rescued in a weak moment by people acting supportive. It's the same thing. Things fall apart to a certain point and your ability to recover falls apart. Yeah. Or to like assess things rationally. Logically, yeah, it's gone. And like you, you don't think that because you're, you're there and you're, you're that part of your brain that processes things that way is changed because you have to worry so much about, all this extra shit that like people with more money don't have to worry about and they and they don't recognize that and it's it's hard to have that conversation because like it's hard to get out of poverty man like it's really fucking hard yeah everything costs more when you have less money to spend on it because you can't right? deal with the ec economy of scale you run into fees for not having money for things on time and that sets you back further and the the people that are in the greatest positions to help uh, overall in society have often never experienced this. Yeah, Whereas, so they don't realize it. Yeah, these people that are working poor, um, people younger, and trying to like get their stuff together can get these traps. I know I was on that couch surfing status of homeless for a minute, and when things were the hardest to work out financially is when I made the worst... I had the worst capability to make decisions and, mm -hmm. and plan. And that's like a proven thing I found out later. Yeah, it's there's like, tons of studies that prove that. Yeah, it's 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 a thing. Like being poor affects your brain and your ability to make like rational decisions. Yeah, and a small amount of money to keep, like just make sure that needs are, are kept handled makes it a million times easier to approach an interview logically and be able to be together Yang enough gang, to... Yang gang, baby. <laughs> Yang gang 2020. <laughs> 
For reals, though, I just, I don't, I, it, it, having been through so many things with people and myself in these lower classes and feeling like there's there's recovery available and possible but the the mind states are not this entitled thing and then there's this other side with how do you deal with entitled people but if you have uh, just a, something that just stabilizes things it saves so much money uh, and uh, medical really treatment and bills that people are going to have on their heads and the community and the the taxpayers are going to have to pay <laughs> twice as much yeah. Like if well, each homeless person, uh, the money that's spent on them by the government right now is close to what I live on. Yeah, like, totally. It's but an, they're it's not enough, living on it because it's not going it's, them in it's the right ways. To, it's enough to like pay rent and food for each homeless person for each month for a year, the amount of money we spend on the homeless but each year. But instead it's spent on emergency room treatment for them after we've let things go too far. Because people... It's a weird thing where, like, we don't think of, like, investment costs. Where, like, <laughs> like people like welfare and, like, food stamps, right? People, like, bitch about that and, like, oh, this, you know. And it's, like, well, actually, it's a net benefit. And it actually produces more money. Like, it produces more money for the economy than it, it takes out. So it's actually a net benefit yeah. to give people food stamps and welfare. Like, it and works out. Trust some people allow a couple people to rip it off if most people are going to not rip it off. I mean, that's how we get bank loans. That's how we right. do so many things in society. And we just keep a credit score. So right. if they really become criminals, there's already a jail system for that. But if they don't yeah. even have the chance to show us if they're criminals. Unless you're or, a banker. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. yeah. So now there's arguments to some of this. And I feel like, uh, if we're presenting this lefter than how you're viewing it, then I believe a balance is in the middle. And there, totally, totally. Yeah, there's so many compromises that could be made on this that would benefit everyone. And I feel like I don't have to advocate an extreme on this. I don't know, like I feel I'm I'm pretty extreme these days. I will. Shit. I've been too tragically. I will shit all over capitalism all day, man. <laughs> I'm about. I'm not. And yet we actively participate in capitalism yeah, and value and I understand, for what like, it's good it's for. the system. And, like, we're not going to overthrow it, and it's not going to be utopia. I recognize that. There are worse systems, though. But I can still say it's shitty, and, like, we yeah. need a heavily regulated capitalism. Yeah, there needs to I be think. a compromise. Yeah. And we've experimented with not regulating things. And what happened was we got the small government that we wanted as a nation, but instead we got big business as a pseudo-government. Yeah. And it's and not the best alternative. Like, legit. It's harder to run that by the people. Legit, like, look into the concept of regulatory capture. And then look at the people who run all these government agencies who are supposed to be regulating the, like <laughs> these areas of uh, industry. And you'll see that the people who participated in these industries are now uh, acting as the heads of these yeah. agencies. It's traditional, let alone. And it's, <sighs> it's, it's worse now than it's like ever been. It's pretty insane. It's uh, funny. That is worse. That part is worse. But fortunately, uh, medical technology has never been better. There's never been more survivable cancers. Um, but um, the lifespan in America is going down for the first time ever. And it's because of unhappiness. And it's because of not taking care of 
the lower middle class and the working poor and the majority yeah. is just getting left behind by too much obvious greed and complacency. Yeah. But it's reversible, and we're at a point that we're starting with more power and better communication as uh, the masses, so to speak, than we've ever had. And uh, there's, a, there's a security level with that and a looking out for each other that we've never had before either. We've never been able to crack down on police corruption like we've been able to nowadays. Yeah, for sure. So we're really sweeping under some rugs. So I don't want to be all fatalistic with this. There's a lot to look forward to about the days ahead and where we're living right yeah, now. Yeah, that's my job. Was. But, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so if you like these balanced opinions coming back and forth and rebalancing or whatever, tell a friend, greasy conversation next yeah. season. Uh, set of situations okay, no, i'm really excited about the upcoming episodes that's what i'm trying to say yeah I'm I, think, I think now it's time to pay some billy crystals yeah who started in city slickers kicker audio check it out mario they uh hit me up the guys from kicker they said jay you have done a fantastic job promoting these headphones and uh, they're awesome a, they're all over facebook you have tweeted them we know that you love the headphones but how come you haven't talked about this wireless Bluetooth bullfrog we have? And I said, well, to be honest with you, you never sent me one. We don't have tested it. Within 24 hours, there was one delivered to my house. So now, this is going to blow your mind, Mario. This is... <laughs> You're impressed. No dead space. Speakers on both sides. Isn't that awesome? Very impressed. Uh, Kicker Audio, everybody. You got to go there. Check them out online. Kicker Audio. Living loud. Do you fear the dark? Do you fear the light? Are you afraid of what you've seen? Are you afraid of what you can't see? What responses, you, you say you're testing it at the house, uh, what, what responses did you get when you were uh, testing it? Uh, I mean, I've heard my full name, Chris's name, uh, just direct replies to questions and stuff. On World Ghost Radio, the paranormal, the spirits, the unexplainable, with your host, Rocky, on World Ghost Radio. Gotta tell you about Rocky and World Ghost Radio real quick. Don't just sleep on this ad. Uh, if you think that shows about ghosts are just hooey and you're too scientific and atheist to have fun with that, take a step away for a second because, first of all, Rocky's a really cool dude. And second of all, I am skeptic and like overly sciencey to the max and I, even i have to admit that we don't know what dark energy is we don't know what dark matter is uh spooky things happen and uh people are at the cusp of hallucination and confirmation bias of things in fascinating ways however you want to look at it and the way rocky presents these things he lets you think for yourself and enjoy uh, where the questions are, where the mysteries are, where weird coincidences happen, so that even if you feel turned off by ghosty stuff, even if you think all ghosty stuff is baloney by default, you can still have a fun time with World Ghost Radio. It's a fun show for everybody. However you look at the guests, however you look at an experience, uh, however you want to take it, you can take the ride and enjoy yourself. World Ghost Radio, way better than other paranormal 
uh, crap out there. This is the good stuff. Check it out. Is your butt a crudely built birdhouse? No. Then why are you sanding it with toilet paper? Dude wipes have aloe vera to protect your sensitive side. <laughs> See? Sensitive. Come on, dude, take it to the hole. What is Jesse Ray's barbecue? Well, it's a tiny, unassuming place with a modest menu of platters, sandwiches, and house-made sauces. Located at 5611 South Valley View, by the smell alone, you're gonna know you're in the right place. Come try the award-winning slow-smoke ribs, chicken, pulled pork, hot links, and brisket. The sauce is also something to talk about, as you will want to eat it with every bite. Here's a tip, their sauces are available Purchase. When people ask you how do you like Jesse Ray's barbecue, you'll say like most people I know, I don't like it, I love it. Jesse Ray's barbecue is 100% legit. Stop on by for a meal that will satisfy your barbecue loving lips. Mention Radio Vegas.rocks for 10% off your order. Jesse Ray's, located at 5611 South Valley View on the corner of Valley View and Russell. Come in, take a bite, find out why they're so award winning. This is an urgent health notice for all residents suffering from back, neck, knee, and wrist pain. You may qualify for a pain-relieving brace at little or no cost to you, but the deadline is fast approaching. Simply call the Health Alert Hotline now. You heard right. You may qualify for a pain-relieving back, neck, knee, or wrist brace. These items may even be covered by Medicare or your private insurance. The Health Alert Hotline is your brace company. These specialized braces have been tested for pain relief. Call us toll-free right now to determine your eligibility and to learn how to use your private insurance or Medicare to minimize your out-of-pocket cost. Don't wait. If the deadline passes, you may lose your opportunity to get a pain-relieving back, neck, knee, or wrist brace at little or no cost to you. 800-238-4840. 800-238-4840. 800-238-4840. That's 800-238-4840. Hey everyone, it's your buddy Crazy Jay back again to tell you about Angel Wax. We've been telling you about it for a while now. This product is absolutely amazing. Our boy Tommy Davis, the man behind Angel Wax, he has been working hard for you. He has been on tour, he has been traveling, he's done car shows, he's done conventions. He is spreading the gospel of Angel Wax and it's working. A lot of people are getting into it, they love it. Those car enthusiasts that are spending their weekends detailing it like crazy, love it. If you wanna outshine the rest of the cars on the road, the best way to do that is by getting some Angel Wax. Let Tommy Davis know that RadioVegas.rock sent you to him to try this amazing product. Angel Wax, get in on it today. Angel Wax, wax those angels. Yeah. Wax your angels. So. <laughs> it's Greasy Conversation on RadioVegas.rocks. We're about to talk about Dinosaur Mummy. Yeah, Mummified Dinosaur. Yeah, this is legit, like, insane. It's a really one-of-a-kind discovery so far. They found, like, the most well-preserved dinosaur of all time. Like, it's not bones. They can't even see the skeleton because the outside of the dinosaur is preserved just almost perfectly. It's armor, kind of like its skin, so to speak. Yeah, I didn't catch what kind of dinosaur it was. I don't know if they say. They do. It's actually a newly discovered type of dinosaur. A nodosaur. Yeah. 
it, it's um, got it's one of those little fellows with a pointy nose. It looks kind of armadillo-y. Oh, and it had like, did it have like one of the the wacky tails where it could wreck shit with the tail? I don't know if I'm they show sure that. I'm not sure about that part, that. but oh, its okay. face comes into like a triangle situation. So yeah. So triangle face fellas. Okay, it's one of those. Yeah, it's one of those short, stocky, armored guys. Yeah, little cool. tiny face. Herbivore, yeah. All right. But still cool, but just... Not a bird looking one. No, no, no. This is old school, man. This is a real dinosaur looking one. Spikes. Spikes on its neck. Yeah, it's one of the... And there's a few different types like that that look like armored. And they have a... Uh, Sharp spikes all over their body. Um, but yeah, it's freaking dope. They don't yet know how it was preserved as well as, as it was. And this was actually first discovered in 2011 by a crude oil mine worker. And it's taken researchers 7,000 hours over the course of six years to test the remains and prepare them for display at the Royal Tyrell Museum. Man, that's... Clean this thing. Oh, this is so hard, man. It looks like it's uh, what do you when you put the uh, tax taxidermied? Yeah, it's man, just mind blowing. <gasps> Excuse me. Just dinosaurs are so badass, man. That was like the coolest shit when I was a kid. I was obsessed with fucking dinosaurs, man. Just, yeah, this thing is just gnarly, man. I mean, that's the fuzz on him and stuff, the little wrinkles and ripples in this thing. Wow, it's got a hide. It's a dinosaur. Yeah, so hide. for anyone uh, just listening and wants to check it out, you can probably just Google Nodosaur, N-O-D-O-S-A-U-R, Dinosaur Mummy, um, and you'll catch an article about it. But it's really cool. I, I do suggest checking it out. It's just... Or the link in our show notes. Yeah. But it's like nothing there. you've ever seen before as a thing. It's hard to even talk about it. Like yeah, it is, one of, it is legit one of a kind. And uh, we've never seen a dinosaur what one of the interesting things and this was i think this was an ange um an ange scoop likely but uh one of the interesting things or interesting questions i'd wonder is if they could determine the actual color of the dinosaur skin yeah because it's like calcium and stuff that replaced the skin in this kind of mummy it's not a lot of the molecules of its actual skin but like a calcification mm -hmm. kind of replacement -y situation. Because that's one of the things we don't actually know anything about. And ah. so any, any pictures of dinosaurs you've seen that are colored like brown or green or whatever, like we're just guessing because no one has any fucking idea. So that's, I mean, that seems like a simple thing. I'm like, oh yeah, what color was it? I know, I'd want to know like, that. They're like, oh, this is a perfectly preserved dinosaur. Yeah, what color is it? That's all I, like, I want to know. I've got a, uh, a sick segue. Yeah, go we for it. We can celebrate a segue together. Ancient tree. Another super ancient find has been found. Uh, and this tree, which you see here, is about as wide as a truck is long. And like, a, like an apartment building long tree situation. Okay, I need to get to why this tree is special. This tree was around during a magnetic pole reversal. Not a full reversal, yeah. but a situation where the Earth's magnetic field wandered so far sideways that it almost switched places with north and the bottom. And this tree has a record of it in its like tree body. Yeah, so That's I don't know. Pictures. 
Yeah, I mean, it looks gnarly. I wish we could see, like, the tree rings. I don't know. Because there's always, like, there was... Uh, it feels like kind of a doomsday scare a while back. It seems like maybe it was, like, five, ten years ago when people were talking about the magnetic pole reversal. That <laughs> could just disrupt everything on planet Earth. And, like... Yeah, because if you're thing. not aware, the magnetic field blocks uh, electromagnetic radiation from the sun, specifically stuff that can uh, like like an EMF kind of pulse that can burn out transistors and break a lot of our satellites. Or like solar flares and shit. Like, yeah, 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 it's in that solar flare kind of cat. Yeah, so we would lose a lot of satellites. There would be physical damage to electronics on Earth if we had a magnetic field reversal, and we're creepily overdue. We don't know why, but reversals were happening uh, every two hundred to three hundred thousand years, but the last one was apparently seven hundred and eighty thousand years ago. So we're like two or three times overdue. Yeah, that seems odd. Maybe I'm just maybe about the like, skin on this tree is so cool looking. Maybe we missed one. Maybe we just don't know that one happened. Maybe we had recently. two little ones. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Because we we missed two. It seems like. But the then numbers. again, like we don't, we might not know shit. Again, it could be one of those things where we don't know shit. Hundreds may, of years ago, we might have no idea. It maybe that, that maybe that was a period where like there were uh, magnetic pole reversals that often, and then like that isn't actually the norm. Well, there's there's evidence left behind in rocks and stuff like this tree that maybe we just haven't discovered anything yet that has a record. Uh, but uh, I I would assume since we've discovered this clear pattern of two or three hundred thousand years between them, that there's uh, ways to just like catch everyone that we caught. yeah there probably is yeah. if there's magnetic field evidence through that uh, set of seventy eight seven hundred eighty thousand years that's uh, recorded as not flipping then we're like well shoot we recorded it definitely not flipping and uh, we're we're overdue so it's something we've got to prepare for get, get a bunch of bottled water yeah I don't know if that's gonna do it bro because <laughs> I'm talking like the magnetic the Magnetic field like protects protects us from like solar wind. Everyone that, buy that, a bicycle. That'll just like eat the ozone layer if there wasn't the magnetic field to like. Oh, I forgot about that deal. I could peel yeah. some of that away. So like, if, if it just like flips a certain way, just like the sun's just gonna like strip away the ozone layer and then we're fucked. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> so but, yeah, so colonize Mars. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Bottom line there. Oh, all right. This is kind of a weird one. All right, so oh yeah, this uh, they took, they took like an extra. I don't know what you would call it, an X-ray, uh, you know, where you you track those babies when they're still in the womb. Oh, an ultrasound. Ultrasound. That's what it is. <laughs> Couldn't remember the word. All right, but they found these bones that are they're like residual bones, and they don't go through. No, they're hand muscles. Sorry, hand muscles. Are they inside us? Not now, but during development of a baby in the womb, there are these uh, very lizard-like muscles that develop in the hand of the baby as it's developing, and then they just turn into our normal hand muscles. But it's just a, this evidence that, like... Part these... of the game is me trying to find this article. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what I said about it. I just say, like, random shit sometimes. Oh, intelligent design. Okay, go on. Obviously. But, uh... 
Yeah, because I got to shit on fucking religion every chance I get, because that's what I do. <laughs> but, if uh, you're that sorry, I, could, I, I think that we're in a way spiritual in some ways, too, though. Oh, yeah. I think there's a... I, I wouldn't shit on the value of community and spirituality while also saying that, of course, most organized religions are. are yeah, I, that, that's healthy. what I was thinking about that on the way over here. And I was like, I, I should make the distinction between like religious organizations and not personal religion. Like, I don't have yeah. a, I don't have a problem with whatever anyone believes. Like, I believe some weird shit at different parts of my life just because I feel like it. So, you know, who who cares? Like, as long but. When you have like massive organizations who affect like negative and manipulate uh, people with yeah, these like that tendencies. that's different. Yeah, but like per, your personal spirituality and religion, like have have fun with it, man. Like I'm all for it. I'm all about it. Tell me about it. <laughs> We're sorry to derail. Yeah, that. little little, you know, whatever. But these lizard bones that the babies lizard apparently muscles. have. Lizard yeah, these muscles. lizard muscles that develop in human hands while we're developing in the womb and then just uh, go away, like. They're just, uh, what do you, they're not vestigial, the vestigial. Yeah. Not drinking the day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that was, has got, was has got one up on me. Um, but yeah, Kratom they could just be like that. Nuts though. I'm Kratom so hard. <laughs> I'm fully, I'm like 1% Kratom in my body right now. Love yeah. It. So, and these are just like muscles we no longer need, but apparently just like pop up during the development of the embryo and these pictures are nuts they look like flower petals floating uh, inside a hand yeah inside a baby hand with like it looks like there's a beta fish in there yeah it could be a little beta fish yeah swimming totally. inside the baby some little like uh little ladders and uh fires and shit going on yeah little shoots and ladders <laughs> your kids but got betas in them <laughs> your kids are lizard aliens <laughs> they're gonna be the next president <laughs> This is seriously. This is a trippy-looking article. So, radio folks, I think my description was awesome, though. You can yeah, you it was pretty spot that. on. Yeah, not to toot my horn, I just want to say I feel like we're adding audio value too, as well. I want to support because I I listen to this stuff. Um, I don't end up looking at it much, and I still feel like I enjoy podcasts like H three that do this a lot. But man, the show is going on in this station. Can't sleep on them. Two clueless dudes on after this. Another one of my yep. favorites. Not just because I produce them, but I produce them because I love them. It's true. So that's a killer one. I recommend the schedules page has got a lot of cool folks going on. You two can have a podcast here too. We can work out a little deal uh, and join us. It's a good time. All right. Before we do our last uh, Billy Bob break. Woo! destroying this episode yeah flying. so this this one fucking r kelly dude oh no more r kelly yeah so this time all right <laughs> how could he even do something dude do r kelly's attorney filed a motion <laughs> arguing for a release on bond in which he bemoaned the singer's visitation privileges that allow him to visit with only one of his girlfriends at a time <laughs> bro <laughs> you're in prison for like multiple sex crime charges dude with yeah. like underage chicks yeah you should be like girlfriend disqualified at this point yeah like what the fuck you know what's delicious though is that while he's in jail he can't read just cause he never learned to read <laughs> so he's, he can't do crap in there <laughs> it's so delicious no 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 you're 
Yeah, he's Legit. illiterate. He's he's famously oh. illiterate. Wow. He still has never gotten around to that. So we're supposed to pity him. It's like a pity card. I never learned to read. Yeah, I mean, maybe if, like, you didn't... Look, what kind of is that a role model? Like, oh, yeah, this is a person, perfect person to adopt these wayfaring women. Yeah, like, if I mean, I, I might have some sympathy if, like, you had a troubled childhood and didn't start an underage sex cult. But, yeah. But, you know, Could've whatever. Spent some of that time reading. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like... How not to start an underage sex cult. Oh, man. Very popular book these days. You know he read some contracts and some stuff. He's reading. He's just, like, anti-read. No, the, some people, like, want him, and they'll just pretend to read. <laughs> like, that's how you know those people, because they always get the shitty deals, because they didn't read the contract. That's a funny pity card, though, when you're, like, that wealthy of a celebrity, like... I'll feel bad for me because I still haven't learned how to read. Yeah, I can't hire a fucking tutor. Get yeah. the fuck out of here. Get it done. Right. Fucking get this. Have, yeah, having an intellectual disability doesn't make it okay to make a rape cult. <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> That's not an excuse. I know, right? Oh, man. All right. And with that, <laughs> it's time to pay them Billy Bob Thorns. Hey everybody, it's Crazy Jay, and I want to tell you about ZipBiz. I know what you're thinking, Jay, you've been telling us about ZipBiz. Well, I have the brand new flavor right next to me, and I haven't tried it yet, so let's open it. And give this, give this a try. My bottle of water, shake that up. Now this is a brand new flavor, mango peach. I have not tried it, I'm looking forward to it. They have a wide variety of flavors, if you didn't know. They've got grape, fruit punch, orange cream, orange soda iced tea all fantastic but let's give mango peach a try oh man that is absolutely amazing i'm a fan of all their flavors but nothing like this oh man that is absolutely delicious mango peach zip fizz get it today visit zipfizz.com tell them radio vegas tell them crazy jay sent you and get your mango peach today Zip Fizz Energy, no sudden crash, 10 calorie, low carb, vitamin B, the healthy energy mix, Zip Fizz. At Albo Pizza, our mission is to bring a menu of savory Italian classics and tasty American fare to the city of Las Vegas. Combining a classic menu of Italian favorites and American fare, Albo Pizza was designed with a variety of palates in mind. United by fresh ingredients prepared daily, all our recipes are homemade, hand-tossed, and hard to resist. Explore their popular pizza offerings or branch out with our burgers and chicken wings. Whichever way you go, their menu is prepared to please. Located at 1510 South Las Vegas Boulevard next to Dino's, visit them online at www.albopizzalv.com or find them on Facebook. For delivery, call 702-333-2526. Do you want to pay more for a new car or new home or less? Yeah! Do you want to pay higher interest rates on your credit cards or even to refinance student loan debt or less? Yeah! The secret to paying less on everything is a better credit score. Is your credit score less than 700? Do you even know? Well, now at the same time, you can learn exactly what your credit score is and learn how to make it better. 
and when you call our special credit repair hotline, you'll speak to an expert that will tell you simple steps to start improving your credit score. And the call and consultation are F-R-E-E, -E. that's free. I'm telling you, the secret to paying less is a better credit score, and you can fix it right now. So please make this free call and change your life. 877-857-1658, 877-857-1658. That's 877-857-1658. Rocks app available at the App Store. And check out our VIP card, interact with us in our chat room, and scheduling of our RadioVegas.rock shows, plus podcasts. It's all available on RadioVegas.rock's app. And we're back. It's Greasy Conversation. Clamp it together. Screw it in. Pull the lever. It's a Greasy Conversation on Radio Vegas Rocks. And we're back. We've got a hilarious one to pop back in right now. I actually, that's the one. I don't know. Do you have that up? I have it up. This is a person Go for it. that I didn't find it. Uh, a woman having a panic attack uh, went to the the ER and was prepped for trauma after doctors thought her zombie makeup was real. <laughs> Do you, you just know? admit like you're just going out to like some Halloween or some like costume contest? party at like a bar or something and just have a panic attack and then next thing you know you're about to get like cracked open yeah on the fucking operating table they're like oh shit what we don't even know what this is what the fuck <laughs> kudos to the person that did the makeup because it looks like uh her face got scraped off yeah she had like the bottom half of her it looked like the skin was peeled off the bottom half of her mouth or some shit yeah then like the top of the nose yeah. down and like the whole mouth and chin is like made out like exposed bone yeah, it was it was good makeup. So, oh, professional dancer uh, is taking part in a glam gore 
photo shoot. Uh-huh. Uh, so I feel like she didn't totally put herself in this at like a party or something. She was at work. I can yeah, relate man. to panic attacks at work. Yeah, who, who can't? Yeah. Oh, man. So extra sympathy for this situation. Uh, and then like going in and being prepped like and you're you're already freaking out. Like what the fuck are you going to try to tell them? When you're already freaked out and you can't really, you're probably not like calm and can't explain yourself well. And they're like prepping you for surgery for God knows what. And you're like, yeah. And they're, it's just going to like exacerbate the situation because they aren't even like thinking about that. My first experience with like not knowing what anxiety was and having probably like, probably the worst panic attack I've ever had because it was like the first one that I understood. Uh, a couple friends took me to the ER and I couldn't talk. I only like talk enough to ask them to take me to the ER because I didn't like know what was going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just like locked in this panic place. So damn. <laughs> yeah, that shit's real, man. And like it's it's a physiological yeah, response. It's not sure. like a mental thing you control. But mental things can help you control it uh, just as you can change your body mechanics to function differently with an injury. Mm-hmm. You can change the way you process data yeah. so that even when emotions pop up, you put things in a different category, you play tricks on your head, and then it turns into like training mm-hmm. to just frame things differently and see the world differently. And like the way I saw, like perceived reality with uh, my dad being schizophrenic and thinking that there was like uh, satellites beaming stuff into his head and this is the person i got all my tech skills from too so his explanations were really plausible he talked about boundary layer conversion where you have this boundary layer of air that's vibrated by radio frequencies at audio wavelengths which uh radio that's it doesn't it doesn't work but i mean it sounds really plausible and maybe it does. Like, he worked out some stuff with it. Like, maybe Sony could totally make some speakers that work this way. But it wasn't how people were putting messages into his head. Yeah, yeah, But people didn't believe him naturally. And as, like, a teenager, like, I felt like I was the only one that believed him. Dude. It was just, like, a spiral. <laughs> no, hold up. Because, like, uh, Philip K. Dick, like, that's that was his whole thing. He had, like, a revelation at one point where he said he had, like, a message beamed into his mind by this pink laser from this uh, he called it Valis. it was the vast active living intelligence system that was like this thing that just permeated the universe and it it beamed the secrets of of reality into his mind and that's like philip k dick was i mean on one for sure but uh he wrote this like they finally released it it was like this eight thousand page journal that he kept for like most of his life dude and just talking about nutty stuff i've read some excerpts but it's uh it's interesting that like that similar idea is uh found yeah. cry. and he was like i think he i don't know if he was ever diagnosed to be schizophrenic but i'm sure he was he suspected himself to be schizophrenic so yeah it started out with him understanding it and he could uh put an idea in his subconscious and then he'd hear a human voice say that idea back to him as oh. it was like a new thought being spoken to him so he knew it was like a crosswire thing like that and this was also from quitting drinking because he would just have like a rum and coke like every day and not like get drunk but it was part of his like chemical system mm. so that came on trying to get away from that because mm. there was like uh he needed to he wasn't like balanced uh like emotionally without getting the alcohol out of the way but then 
he had problems with psych meds that gave him like Parkinson's kind of symptoms. Oh, it didn't Jesus. really like give things enough try or dosing because meth worked so well. <laughs> oh, uh, the, the voices would totally go away with that. Yeah. Not that there aren't obvious pharmaceutical alternatives like Adderall, for example, that's like way smoother and more reliable. Yeah, like cleaner. It, yeah. yeah, if you're going to use an amphetamine for that purpose. Yeah. Way cleaner because, of course, it turned into a paranoid thing. And then he started working it into his previous uh, career in aerospace because he was like a not like a rocket scientist as much as someone that made test equipment for rockets. I guess it's totally a rocket scientist. But uh, I don't want to like um, just overly aggrandize that thing that's really cool about him just because he's my dad. Realistically, uh, that also meant that he had crazy stories about someone like moving their thumb in front of a, a microwave dish, a communications dish that was strong enough that like later, oh, it was radar, it was a radar antenna. Uh, a cooked ball of meat rose to the surface of their thumb after they did that. <laughs> and my dad was working on one of those while it was on and someone ran up through this like hatch or whatever. It was like, are you okay? He's like, yeah, why would I not be okay? He's like, oh, we accidentally had that on. And he had like a burnt dot on his eye uh. forever from like uh, the side of his eye being in front of this dish thing. So um, there was these plausible things that he dealt with, with like, uh, as a civilian in like military stuff, some of which was like classified at the time and just thinks yeah. that like that was part of getting on some list of people to fuck with putting voices in their head. So it's like such a plausible uh, yeah. set of circumstances. They put him back verifiable that he is like a Bob Lazar. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Except Bob Lazar is pulling from like pop culture and, and talks about science that, like, oh, it's, it's so a layman, it might be amazing they predicted this element that we're going to predict anyway because it's just next in the number of protons. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, oh, right. we just find something with one more proton or synthesize it and we found it. But it's unstable and can't exist as, like, a solid without, like, a... Yeah, it can't exist, like, for more than just, like, being like, oh, there it is. Yeah, it cl then it collapses yeah. immediately. Yeah. So you can't build stuff out of it and be ridiculously heavy and impractical anyway. Yeah. So just a bunch of stuff. And he always sticks to one small narrative. It doesn't branch away from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's hard. I couldn't listen to the Bob Lazar interview at all. Just because oh, like on I knew I was going to get frustrated. Yeah. The, <laughs> I only liked the uh, documentary on Netflix because Mickey Rourke did the narration. Really? And there was this really bizarre like music. And just Mickey Rourke is talking about this like nutty shit. And I'm like, yeah, dude. Yeah, they show this... pictures of other really discredited lame stuff on the screen. and. And yeah, or it's like it's it was just interesting because they're talking about like FBI raids and stuff, and yeah. like Bob Lazar constantly gets raided by the FBI and shit. You know, it's <laughs> like it was cool, but I would just watch it for like the Mickey Rourke narration, like yeah. and the the weird music. But uh, all right, I guess that I did want to uh, this this other point about like schizophrenia is like they're now discovering that it's like the kind of manifestations are cultural. Always. To where, like, dependent, like, in America, like, most of the manifestations are usually negative and are usually, like, people either, like, being mean or, like, like, scary or chasing you, paranoia. But in other cultures, like, schizophrenia just manifests as, like, pleasant, just, like, yeah, there's something Shamans I forgot about. Or like spirit animals or, so, or you know, it's like so foreign in the West where we've so stigmatized like uh, mental health and, and hallucinations as being like a nightmare thing. When there are people that functionally live with hallucinations and are like happy schizophrenics. Mm -hmm. 
in other countries. I just can't wrap my head around that in the West at all. It's bizarre. And it really got like our... Vis- our visitations, cult- visual, visualizations. Yeah, like our culture is pretty like dark, man. Like, and I think I think it's good to like recognize that and try to like... I'm a pretty dark person too, but I try to like cheer up once in a while, you know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Once a month, you got to have one good day. That's all I'm saying. Just allow it. Allow it for yourself. Yeah, just give yourself permission. One good day. Yeah. It's not all bad. And look, we're having a lot of fun, even with the confusion of how uh, a lot of things can work out fine. A lot of things can still feel uh, miserable and scary and weird. Right. And I think, like, a lot of it has to do with just, like, we're inundated with all... I mean, marketing is designed to tell you that, like... I mean, it... You know, you're not good enough unless you have this stuff, you know, it's like you got to have all the newest stuff to be cool or whatever. You have a problem. This fixes it. Yeah, exactly. And like marketing, that's just how marketing is. And so like you just get inundated with that stuff like all fucking day everywhere you go. And it just it hits you subconsciously and you can't really you have to like make an effort to work around it. Like it's not just it's sanity is work. Yeah, it is legit, dude. Insanity is just entropy and like an inevitable state if you don't like work on yourself. And there's such a difference in people that care about at least a moderate amount of perpetual self-improvement. Right. Like legit. Like I've been I mean, I'll talk about it because I'm I'm all for like ending the stigma of like, you know, mental health or whatever. But like I've been seeing a therapist for a while about depression and stuff and like. I have to like every day, like I listen to like positive affirmations and I meditate and shit just to like feel normal. Yeah. Cause I don't feel normal without doing that. And, like, how unnormal do people that appear normal have to deal with feeling under the surface? <laughs> right. How many people are that you don't know? Yeah. Right. That seem to have it together that are suffering from things that, uh, we might openly, uh, appear to be less together and surviving better and that openness i think has helping the survival because you can compare notes then you can learn about things like uh tm transcendental meditation which like if i feel like it's transcendental meditation has a complicated word for something that at the surface or at least at a beginner level is really easy to get into you can just focus on your breath and and just focus on your breath and you're like doing TM on the, on the basic level. Yeah. It's super valuable. Like all of a sudden, right. And now. I wouldn't even like throw the transcendental word in there. I know. Just like meditation. Yeah. That, that feels like as far as I take it, I feel like I still meditate on like a super noob level and it's um, like, I feel like I'm doing it great. It's still beneficial. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even like five minutes a day is really good for your mental health. And like, Try it for a month, man. Like, try five minutes a day for a month. And yeah. Like, there's YouTube videos. You can look up five-minute meditations. Like, guaranteed. I really like to take moments when uh, I'm stuck waiting for something anyway uh, that I might otherwise be just frustrated that it's too short amount of time to start doing something I want to do, but too long to... Uh, to want to put up with it several minutes, for example, yeah. to say, maybe this is a good time to just go input only. That's my favorite uh, mantra that I kind of discovered from a whole trip uh, mushrooms um, before I understood about meditation really beyond just like 
peripherally the surface hearing about it as mm-hmm. the concept and uh, so I'll, I'll tell myself input only and just try to receive only input and not output and not organize the input into any thoughts or create anything from it just receive input so that's like a fun, fun yeah and that's like that's like body scans which is like a part of meditation oh, too oh yeah I've heard about that where you just like go you just start it like it's like focus on the soles of your feet move up your legs and then move up your body and just focus on these different areas of your body and that helps you get in a like a mindful state so i haven't done that in a while i totally forgot it was a thing but when i did it was super relaxing yeah it is especially when i had a stimulant addiction (laughs) (laughs) even like legit just uh just doing this breathing pattern right breathe in through your nose for four seconds hold your breath and and just like you know one two three that's fine hold your breath for four seconds and then breathe out through your mouth for six seconds just do that like 10 times and just like the amount of oxygen you get which is not the normal amount of oxygen you get uh-huh. is enough to just be like whoa yeah like this is what oxygen does all right all right uh, another one of my favorite ones that's like that is you pretend to inflate yourself and deflate yourself yeah and totally focus on inflating as much as possible and it also you tense up too just intuitively and then try to deflate as much as you can which relaxes you, you. Yeah, yeah it's amazing it like yeah. a couple of those another one i like is to count to one <laughs> we try to do it slowly and just keep counting to one yeah and yeah that was the one i heard from Ange. that's a that's well a there my favorite one, one was uh and this will be the last one for the last news uh last news chug as a uh, buddha actually had this exercise called the perfect 10 which is where you're supposed to meditate and do 10 breaths like that exercise, you know, in four, hold four, out six. But you do that 10 times without thinking about anything. Which makes it impossible because how are you going to count to 10? Yeah, I've heard about this like legendarily. And it's 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 just like, it's one of those like Zen, like a Zen cone that's like, you know, what's the sound of one hand clapping or something that like doesn't make sense. And you're like, well, (laughs) <laughs> it's just supposed to like it takes you it. out anytime you can pull yourself out of a thought loop yeah there's exactly. this loops that loops really get and it's like when you're in a thought loop it's hard to detect that you're in a thought loop until like a, well, someone points it out or something so if you can even just detect when you're caught in a thought loop which is uh, uh someone once said that if you're angry at something for more than 15 minutes it's because there's a narrative, there's a story that you've retold yourself yep. within those 15 minutes. So if you can pull yep. out that loop and not retell the story that's affecting your emotions, then it's, it becomes a waiting game to get over anything emotionally. Yeah. And so if you can endure and not reactivate an emotional state for 15 minutes, chances are you can leave that emotional state finally. Yeah, totally. I All think right. it's 20 for me. Cause, uh, cause, uh, uh, Might when, even be 25. When you're fatter, your metabolism is slower. <laughs> your emotional so, metabolism. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Processing chemicals and stuff. Dude, my, my emotional <laughs> metabolism. That's great. So it's not the fastest. That's hilarious. All right, we'll do a real quick news chug. You could probably dive in deeper to these. So uh, much to dive in. In the Hop notes. In. Uh, but this was a, a cool study. But it's when people close to us behave immorally, we're more inclined to protect them, even if they're really gnarly crimes like you would be more willing to cover up some something of a close family or a close friend a romantic partner even if it's really really fucking bad um and especially like low severity like man 
Yo, we, I'm sure we talk about shit all the time that, like, wouldn't want to tell the police, you know what I'm saying? Allegedly. I mean, nah, we're, yeah, allegedly. Yeah, we're not, we're not fucking criminals. Uh, yeah, you put it as that's kind of a no I mean, shit. <laughs> like, yeah, of course people cover up. <laughs> I think I meant that for another one. Oh, no, no, you're right. This is the... the yeah, so this art, this man. This, and, we bumped into this a little bit earlier. Yeah, so this is being happier will help you live longer. And I'm like, oh, no shit, of course. <laughs> but I saw this, and the reason I picked this article out is because I saw this YouTube ad because of my last job. And I was doing a lot of like research, and it was all this like entrepreneurial business assistance type stuff, like uh, life coach type stuff, you know? Uh -huh. Good jumpstart your business how you really want and live the life of your dreams you know? <laughs> it's all that type of shit and like i saw this one and it was talking about do you want to know what the happiest people in life do these are the 10 things and i'm like oh i bet they all have fucking money like <laughs> yeah. i get that i bet that's the first fucking thing that all the, that you're going to tell me all these people have and uh yeah, if you can just check that box, I don't think it just leads to people lying around lazy and not doing stuff with their lives. Because when people have the ability to just survive, like any classic village would take care of its lowliest people yeah. uh, throughout time until this latest industrial revolution and this latest wave of uh, abandoning people in our communities and, and losing a sense of community. If that can be done, then I really think that that's a good compromise and that people need to get away from this mindset that people are just going to waste away and be lazy and lack ambition. Uh, of course, if you make them rich, of course they're going to lack ambition, especially if they're young, uh, because you, you get spoiled, but you, you can't, it's hard to spoil an old person by just giving them their basic needs, let alone like yeah. a, any adult, just cover those needs. And they're going to have ambition to want more than that. And I, ha I have, I have a counterpoint to that. And I say that, the people who are not going to be ambitious are not going to be ambitious regardless. Yeah. So you might as well give them their basic needs to keep them out of the ER. Yeah. So it solves that in that way too. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're not talking about get, making these people have like a comfortable middle-class wage. We're talking yeah. about just getting them off the street. I mean, right. Like, like <laughs> you know what I mean? even uh, Andrew Yang's. Um, UBI. Yeah. Universal basic income. It's, it's what he's planning what was it a thousand dollars a month thousand dollars a month yeah like no one's gonna just settle for that no but it'll keep you out keep a roof under your head exactly especially because it'll open up a whole economy of people helping these people access it because a lot of these people are they're stuck in the street because they're not mentally capable of taking advantage of the resources that are already there yeah so there'll be a whole like factor of people like uh, building homes uh, social workers that can live off a tiny part of that uh, 1,000 from a bunch of people that they help access it in the first place. Yeah. Like, I'll help you get it. I'll help you budget it and spend it on a home. I'll manage it for you so you get food in this place and you don't have to worry about forgetting your bills because you're not uh, present consciously. To, yeah, right. to, so you get some goes to these. The whole economy can form making that happen. Mm hmm and, and it, it would be a benefit to, be... to the because the money's going back it's not like yeah it's privatized it's not a government thing you're not... if you're all sure government's going to waste the money this is private enterprise yeah like you're giving when you give money to poor people they spend it yeah and it goes right back into the economy and it goes into private industry so it, like this is super capitalist and how this works too it's really capitalism compatible yeah so it really should be bipartisan and yeah. i really want to see some people get it on that level but people People have a disconnect because you say you say you're giving people a thousand dollars a month, and they're like, "Oh, you're just gonna give people free money," 
we'll know we're we're reallocating our tax dollars. Yeah, it's money this country a made. Way. This country made a crap load of money. Yeah, it's always done that. It's really economically well, and a lot of the countries that have made. Uh, done as well not even as well have hooked up their citizens with more so yeah uh, it's it, we deserve it we're paying for it it's our taxes <laughs> coming back to us and everyone gets it everyone can spend that extra right, grand. but let's keep fighting wars in the desert yeah and you know <laughs> there's maybe there's arguments to this in ways that it can be balanced out and i yeah I accept totally those. I, yeah there's yeah holler them in the chats i i don't want you to feel alienated I'm not saying, yeah it's by not the saying, only way yeah not at all we're dumb and we're ready to to be wrong yeah. And we're going to be hella wrong into next all uh, day, every day, next season, next episode. It's really the same season, but it's a new cusp, a new time. Catch us at eight, nine, <laughs> Saturday, nine live. Okay. Saturday, nine live. Saturday, nine live. Saturday, nine live. See you then. This has been greasy conversation and we're out. Bye. Bye.